0: entrance into your word gives light and lord that's the light of life encourage us in your word tonight to believe and to trust in your faithfulness in jesus name amen tonight i want to speak on uh, a message i title the primary pathway to victory The primary pathway to victory. What do I need to know as a Christian? What am I supposed to do as a Christian to have victory in life? Because we'll constantly deal with issues. We're constantly dealing with difficulties. Many times we're perplexed. But what should I know from the word of God? That will help me consistently to have victory. Now, what we need to know is this it's not how much you go to church, that's part of it. It's not how much you pray. It's great to pray, but that's just part of it. It's not how much you fast, fasting is great. That's just part of it. It's not how much you give. It's not how much sacrifice. The key is what you know. Because Jesus said, "You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Just knowing the truth. Is what sets you free. Everything that we've discussed is to help you to have revelation, truth, from the Word of God. Studying the Word is good. You can read the Bible, and we have professors that have read the Bible, and they can quote you scriptures, but they don't have revelation knowledge. So, revelation knowledge is what gives you the ability to overcome the issues of life, the difficulties of life, what you know as a believer. You know, the Bible tells us in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Grace and truth, they multiply to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the knowledge, is what you know about God, what you know about the kingdom of God that you are a part of. What you know about the kingdom of God, how the kingdom operates, the principles governing the kingdom of God, how to operate those principles, what you know about Jesus, who is the word of God, and what you know about God. That's where you will find your peace. Grace, there's the ability that God puts inside of you to be successful as a Christian. Grace and peace, prosperity, success be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where you'll find it. You know, the Bible tells us in... In Proverbs chapter 24, verse 5, it says, A wise man is strong. A man of knowledge increases strength. A wise man is strong. A man of knowledge, the more knowledge you have as a child of God, the stronger you are as a Christian. And in verse 10, it says, If you faint... On the day of adversity, your strength is small. So there is a day of adversity for every one of us. It will come. It's going to be there. Don't be caught fainting on the day of adversity. If you faint concerning any issue of life, on the day of adversity, it means that you have not be prepared yourself for the day of adversity. You have not guarded your loins with the belt of truth. You are not strong. A wise man is strong. A man of knowledge increases strength. So we need to know from the word of God... That your strength is a function of the knowledge that you have from the word of God. Put on your strength. Oh, that you put on that beautiful garment. You must put on that strength. It comes from your knowledge of the word of God. The battle with the enemy is real. It's not if you are going to go through it. It's when the day of adversity. It's when, not if. If you know Christ, if God is your God, you will go through it. It's not if, it's when it will come. And whether you recognize it when it comes. And how to deal with it. That's how you're going to have your victory. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, when you pass through waters, not if you pass, you will pass through waters. You will. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, God says. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames cause you. You will pass through the water. Don't drown in it. If God is with you and you know that God is with you, you're not going to drown because you will know He is with you. You're just passing through water. The rivers will come trying to carry you away. But he said he's going to be with you. But recognize nothing is happening to you because God has allowed it. You're going through what God has already ordained. He ordained it for you to go through it. But he said, I will be with you. You need to know that. Otherwise, the river will carry you away and you will be burned. If you don't know that and don't recognize it, you'll begin to complain and you'll begin to do things that are contrary to what God says. And you'll be carried away, you'll drown, and you'll be burned. We need to know know what God has said in his word. All your prayers, all my prayer, God put your word in my heart. Let me know it. Not just to memorize it. I want to know and understand it. The Bible says to you, it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Everything, the word of God is shrouded in mysteries. And my desire, my my job as a Christian, everything that I do, studying the word, praying, asking God, please reveal yourself. Let your face shine upon me. Let me know you. And that's understanding in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. I want to know you in your word. Reveal it to me so that I know Christ and I know the word. So that I'm strong and I'm not swallowed up in the day of adversity. I've got to know God. So knowing God is what I need to know. So that I can make it. The issue is not the devil. You always find He is your number one enemy. And a lot of Christians talk about devil. And sometimes they talk more about the devil than they talk about God. It's always the devil, the devil, the devil. The devil did this. And you need to cast out the devil for me. Maybe I'm demonized and all of that. They talk, they are more afraid of the devil than they are afraid of God. If you tell them the devil is in the room, they are out of it. They, they find a way out of that place. But if you tell them if God, God is there, they don't care. They come whenever they want. But they hurriedly go through the door if you tell them the devil is in that place. Why? They don't know him. They don't know the God that they serve. The devil is not the problem. He must never have the last word. Amen? The devil, regardless of the issue that you're going through in life, Satan cannot have the last word. God has not given that to him. Unless you allow it. And you will allow it if you don't know what God has said. If you don't allow it, it will never be allowed. Whatsoever you bind on the earth will be bound in heaven. That's what Jesus said. Whatever you lose on the earth, and he's talking to us, we need to understand that and stand fast on the word of God and refuse to let. Like he says in Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, stand fast in the liberty that God has given to us. And don't allow yourself again to be entangled. The yoke of bondage. He's freed us. We need to recognize that. We need to stand fast on what God has done for us. The issue is not the devil, the issue is what you know about the God that you've taken into your life. And now, what you know about the kingdom of God and how the kingdom operates. So that when things are baffling to everyone, you're sitting tight because you know the end. You know Jesus is with you, you're not bothered. The devil cannot have the last word in your life. Never. He is not permitted to. Because Jesus fixed him. Jesus fixed the devil on every level. Jesus fixed him on the earth. fixed him under the earth, in the belly of the earth. And he fixed him when he rose from the dead and went up to sit with his father. The devil has nothing left. He has practically nothing. He is not the pro- he's not your problem. The real problem is you. Deal with it. Amen. Read through the scriptures. Read through the epistles. You hardly hear those men talking about the devil. Read. It's as if he doesn't exist. Why? He really doesn't exist. Jesus eliminated him he is not the issue if you allow him then he can do something in your life he has nothing left for him you know when Jesus appeared on this scene after he got to be 30 years old I mean it was very obvious to the devil my end has come because Jesus took no permission from him to set the captives free he was forgiving sins. He was healing the sick. He was ministering as if the devil was in around. And he was putting the devil in his place. Everywhere he went. The devil knew his hand had come. He knew that. When Jesus hung on the tree on the earth, hung on that cross... He took upon himself, he took upon himself sin while he was up on that cross. What else? He took upon himself on the cross sickness and disease. On the cross also, the Bible tells us, and you can read in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, he also took on himself poverty while he was hanging on the cross. So that he paralyzed the power of Satan on my, in, in my life and in your life in every one of those areas. As if the devil didn't exist. At that point, God took care of the problem of sin. He took care of the problem of sickness and disease. While Jesus was on the cross, Satan beholding what was happening. He took care of the problem of poverty. While he hung on the cross before he died. He had everything on him. And when he died, he said, it is finished. Finish all of it. He took care of all of that before he died. He took care of all of that. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 6, he said, God, beginning from verse 17 and 18, God be thanked that you were a slave of sin. God be thanked that you were a slave of sin, but you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine that was delivered to you. And then he said, being set free from sin, you became servants of righteousness you are a servant of righteousness jesus took care of the same problem so that satan cannot have any influence in your life no inroad and he tells us in verse 14 of the same chapter he says sin shall not have dominion over you when he hung on that cross he paralyzed the power of sin in the life of every believer if i mean sin, it's because you want her, Amen. That's the truth. Sin shall not have dominion over you. It's not permitted to have dominion over your life. Sickness, the Bible says... He bore our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. On the cross, he made sure that we don't need to be sick. We don't have to be sick. Sickness cannot have dominion over our lives because Jesus took care of it. Cancer is not permitted to come into your body. No sickness is permitted to be a part of our lives. The Bible is clear. In Psalm 91, 14 through 16. Because he has set his love upon me, the Bible says, God says, therefore I will deliver him. From what? Sickness, sin, and poverty. Because you have set your love upon me, he said, I will deliver you. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name. What's his name? Do you know his name tonight? What's his name? His name is Jesus. I will set him on high. I will set him up there. Because he has known my name. He says he shall call upon me. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. And with long life I satisfy him. So those things are not permitted. He took care of poverty. The word is clear. He became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich according to the word of God. And you read the scripture in context, he was talking about money. He took care of all of that. But after Jesus died. In Acts chapter 2, I believe verse 17, the scripture says, You will not leave my soul in hell. Nor will you suffer your holy one to see corruption. Right? That's what the scripture says. You will not leave my soul in hell. So when Jesus redeemed us he went all the way according to the scriptures he went to the depths of the earth the belly of the earth the bible tells us very clearly you will not leave my soul when a man sins and he when he was on the cross he had sinned he took off he took on him the sins of the world and the punishment for sin with god you go down deep there And that's what happened. The Bible says, You will not leave my soul in hell. Read the scriptures. And you will not suffer your Holy One to see corruption. Many times we have strange things in our heads, things that we've heard people, and then we have these ideas, but we don't really search the scriptures and know what the Bible is saying. And what is the Bible saying? It tells us that Jesus went there, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. He disarmed them. He took Satan's weapons, every one of them, so that he doesn't have anything left. He disarmed him. Satan operated from hell. And when a man is going through difficult times, the normal words, what you hear them say in the world, I'm going through what? I'm going through hell. You heard that before? Yeah. I'm going through a difficult time. That's where Satan operated. From the depths of the earth. That's where he had his place. But Jesus was there. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. It says. I am he who lives. And was dead. And behold I am alive forevermore. And I have. The keys. Of hell. And death. Satan had the keys of hell and death. But now. He cannot make, he has no right to decide to destroy your life. Unless you give him the right, he can't take you there. He doesn't have the keys no more. That's why the, Bible, the scripture says, with long life, I will satisfy you. Satan can't take my life. Jesus defeated him. It's only when I'm satisfied that I go to see him. When I'm not satisfied, nothing, no sickness, nothing. Is going to get me out of this world. Until I'm satisfied and I want to see my Savior. I'm through with everything that I've come here to do, that He created me to do. I'm going nowhere. No accident, nothing can take your life. Amen. Nothing. You've often heard me say here, if I'm in a plane, eh, that plane is never going to crash. Rest back. No matter what the pilot says, we're going down. If the plane wants to crash, come down. Let me get out of it. Go somewhere where you want to crash. crash. But you're not crashing with me in there. I'm not satisfied yet with the life that God is. He says I will satisfy you with long life until all my hair pulls off. I'm not ready to go.